Another rough night of basketball for the Missouri Tigers. A blowout by the Fighting Illini. And unfortunately, I'm not seeing a lot of light at the end of the tunnel for this season. And quite honestly, I don't want to hear any excuse making after that kind of performance either. So let's pick off the scab, talk about all the warts coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball and maker funner of Ohio State, of course. But also, I got to tell you really quick, just as a quick reminder, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Oh, that was not a, a pretty night of basketball, was it? I have to say I was patting myself on the back a couple games ago for keeping a fairly steady head, at least while I was watching the, the game in Allen Fieldhouse a week and a half or two weeks ago, whenever it was. But last night, not so much. I did not like what I was seeing against the Fighting Illini or against Seton Hall, for that matter. In fact, I, I saw a lot of what I saw against Seton Hall, especially defensively by Missouri. I honestly had absolutely no idea what we were doing defensively for the second game in a row. Now, I did save, I did post a quick video on X yesterday as a quick preview of the game saying, hey, Missouri, maybe should junk it up a little bit because a lot the Illini have a high turnover rate, no true point guard, but I was, what I was mostly talking about is in the backcourt. Let's make the Illini at least take some time getting the ball up court, make them get into their offense. But, well, Brad Underwood said in the post game, the fighting Illini's coach, he said, I was begging for the press. Well, I can see why. And honestly, if I had had the access to the numbers that Illinois had against the press coming into the game, I might have had a different take. But again, it was much more about, hey, junk it up in the backcourt. Because in the half court, once you get into half court defense, I actually hate junking it up. And that's the opposite of what you want to do if you're playing man to man defense, in my opinion. And in particular, over and over and over again, I saw Missouri and Robbie Hummel on the broadcast pointed this out as well a few times. But Missouri is doing something that to me is is the equivalent of in fourth grade basketball, your first day of practice when they told you to cut off the baseline. Well, that's not really as relevant when you're playing against Division I college basketball players. But what is absolutely relevant in 2023 basketball is you don't want to help off of the strong side corner. What do I mean by that? Well, imagine you're guarding a guy in the three-point line on the right side of the court in the corner. And there's a guy also on the right wing who has the basketball. Well, that guy's man, your teammate, gets beaten off the dribble. So what should you do as the guy who's standing pretty much right next to that guy in the corner? What should you do? You need to stay at home because that is one of the easiest and most efficient shots in basketball is a wide open corner three off of dribble penetration. Again, from the, the side that you're on, again, the weak side, you want to help from the weak side, fine. Then Now you've got to throw a the Drew Smith special pass, if you will. He was Drew Smith was really good at that skip pass, you know, 25 feet across the court to the other corner. 
Not too many people are good at that. I'd like to see a, a an Illinois player one time throw that pass because over and over again, Missouri was just leaving guys wide open. And it wasn't just half-court defense either, to be fair. We could not find shooters in transition defense ever. Our transition defense was absolutely horrendous yesterday. And we couldn't stop penetration either. We couldn't get a rebound. We lost the free throw battle. Somebody show me what we did well defensively because I just didn't see much of it. And that's really, really disappointing. Not only because I feel like Missouri, if you just look at their personnel, it's not as though they should be a total sieve defensively. They have a decent amount of size, a decent amount of athleticism. But I just think our defensive fundamentals right now are frankly baffling, and, and it's starting to make me wonder what Dennis Gates' plan is defensively. Don't get me wrong, I'm not questioning the, the trajectory of the program or anything like that, but I, I, I think at this point it sure seems like Dennis Gates is a lot more of an offensive coach than a defensive coach. We saw him, listen, Missouri struggled offensively yesterday too, no doubt about it, but to me that actually is more of a personnel issue. How many of these transfers that we've gotten this year have actually come through? I think maybe after seeing Golston, DeAndre Golston, and Demoy Hodge, and Trago Million, and all these guys come through for the most part last year on a magical run. Maybe I was guilty of this as well, as well of assuming maybe a little too much with this new class of guys. Because right now the mix just is not working offensively. But again, I still think Dennis Gates is an excellent offensive coach. You saw after a timeout, hey, a great little drawn-up play there that got Aiden Shaw an easy lob pass and a dunk. But you you know what? We got to have more offense from Aiden Shaw, though. Again, that's one of the biggest problems on this team right now. This whole offseason, I was going, you know what? I think Aiden Shaw is going to take a step this season. Unfortunately, Aiden Shaw has regressed this season. I really hate to say that, but I think it's true because, unfortunately, while I still love so many things about Aiden Shaw's game, I love how hard he plays. I love how insanely athletic he is, of course. But if he's not going to look at the rim... He can't go stand in the corner. He cannot stand at the three-point line anymore. I can't watch him catch the ball in the three-point line again and see him not look at the basket. That's no longer an option. If he wants to play in the dunker spot, fine. If he wants to post up, well, I haven't seen any, any evidence that he can post up, but at least that's an idea. I, I can see him setting high screens and then rolling to the basket and catching lobs, but I just don't want to see him standing at the three-point line anymore if he's not going to shoot it. That's absolutely ridiculous. And quite honestly, one of the biggest problems with Dennis Gates' offense right now is he's talking about, oh, we're getting great looks. Well, you're getting open looks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're great looks because right now... All of these stretch fours and stretch fives, guys who are three-point shooters in theory that are power forwards and centers in name only at this point, well, honestly, Connor Vanover right now, yeah, he's putting up three-pointers, but is he making any of them? Did any of those feel like they were particularly close to going in yesterday? I almost feel like somebody needs to chart close misses versus way off misses because sometimes you look at Trent Pierce's shot and sometimes boy those are going in and out it feels like they're going to start going in here pretty soon but with Connor Vanover I'm just not seeing it right now and for a guy whose career high was 33 percent 
from downtown before he got to Missouri, you know, it's just been tough for him because for a guy who obviously probably who was thinking about not playing college basketball, I think he was about done with the sport, a guy who Dennis Gates basically had to talk into coming back and playing, you know, it was just a horrible start for him. That whole Portsmouth Invitational thing where he was suspended for three games, it just seems like he's been off rhythm all season. And that was just a really, really rough way for Connor Vanover and Missouri to start the season, quite honestly. So, I don't know. Once again, thank you, NCAA. But you know what? I'm not going to make any big excuses here because this team is just not as good as it should be. And by the way, people around the Missouri program, including the coaching staff themselves, were not shy about telling you they thought they were going to be pretty darn good, if not as good as they were last year, maybe even a little bit better. So I don't know. This is a pretty shocking result so far. I, I It wouldn't have been shocking to me, certainly if this team didn't win as 25 games. If they'd have won, I, I just expected them to be in contention, at least on the bubble for an NCAA tournament berth. And right now, this team isn't even close to the bubble. This isn't a 500 ball club right now. This isn't even an NIT team. So we got a long ways to go before we start talking about the NCAA tournament. And speaking of excuses, I got to say, in a post game like that, when you get blown out by 23 points by your big rival in the fighting Illini, at a certain point, what are you supposed to say if you're Dennis Gates? You're not just going to go hellfire and brimstone and, and tear your entire roster down. I totally understand that. But at the same time, I really don't want to hear excuses from Coach Gates after a game like that. So I wasn't totally thrilled with the post-game messaging. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about game time because, you know what, last-minute tickets, last-minute Christmas gifts, well, they kind of all come together in the form of game time because game time truly is the best place to find last-minute ticket deals, including to the Cotton Bowl if you're heading down to Dallas, but also last-minute Christmas gift ideas as well. Why not get somebody a ticket to an event? Browse through your app right now. You can find, of course, the Cotton Bowl tickets to Missouri basketball, the St. Louis Blues, the whole deal. It's all there for you at game time. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. That's Locked On Sports today on YouTube. Again, 24-7, folks. You'll find something you love over at Locked On Sports today. I have no doubt about that. But you know what? It's okay if some doubts are, are starting to creep in in your mind about, well, this basketball team right now. I wouldn't say the program. I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But I will say Dennis Gates' postgame remarks were, were certainly interesting in a lot of different ways. He said, quote, I truly believe we have been going in the right direction. I'm not going to rip things apart or make these guys feel like something's wrong with them. 
continuing on, he says, we're very, very close, very close. I'm excited about our trending because I think we're trending in the right direction. Now, here's the thing. Again, Dennis Gates seems like a really positive guy in the media. I don't know what he's like behind the scenes, but certainly when he talks to people like like myself, I suppose, he's a, definitely a positive guy. I, I don't have anything wrong with that whatsoever. Now, here's the deal, though. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to be as honest as I was in the opening segment. He doesn't have to use words like horrendous to describe Missouri's transition defense, for example, like I did. So he doesn't have to talk about the defense. He doesn't have to rip it apart in the media. But he'd better know. He'd better know that that defense the last couple games is, is in my opinion, unacceptable. It really is. So if Dennis Gates knows that, we're good here. I don't need him to actually tell it to me in the media. That's fine and dandy. Here's the part that did bother me, though, about what Dennis Gates said in the postgame. Well, Dennis Gates, uh, there was a 20-5 to free throw disparity in the first half. Gates said, ask what needed to be fixed defensively. Here's what, here's what Gates led with. Free throw line. I wish we can call our own fouls. I think that would be a cool rule. Wow. Really? We're, we're going to blame the refs, huh? We think it was the whistle? Well, here, here's what, honestly, I, I almost started the program complaining about the officiating and then being like, hey, just kidding, everybody. We all know Missouri just got worked yesterday, right? But Dennis Gates honestly was complaining about the officiating in the postgame yesterday. Well, here's what Gabe DeArmond had to say. I'm going to quote from his column yesterday because honestly, I think Gabe said it perfectly. He said, one team had strong athletic wings attacking the rim at every opportunity. The other had two seven-footers and its starting power forward combining to go 0 for 9 from three-point range in the first 20 minutes. Maybe that's why the Illini made 15 more trips to the free throw line. Uh, yeah, you think? I enjoyed Gabe's sarcasm there, and I couldn't have agreed more with that sentiment. I, I'm sorry, you could quibble with some calls here and there, I'm sure, as I, as I definitely did. But honestly, I thought the officiating was fine. There was nothing about the officiating where I was going, gee, if only the refs were here, maybe Missouri would be in this ball game. Honestly, that's an embarrassing thing for Dennis Gates to say after a 23-point loss. You know, Dennis Gates, I love you, man. Oh, excuse me. It was actually a 24-point loss where Missouri gave up 97 points, I believe the most of the Gates era so far here in about a year and a half at Missouri. Listen, I know it seems like I'm a little cantankerous and ornery right now, and maybe I am. I'm, I'm cool with Dennis Gates moving forward. Still love the guy. He's doing great in recruiting. I think better, so many better times are ahead. Again, like I said, the Connor Vanover thing was a tough start to the season. John Tanjay has never been able to get going off of his, his off-season injury, it would seem. And, of course, Caleb Grill getting hurt at the absolute wrong time for Missouri just as he was starting to find his shot as already he was a really, really good hustle, D, and role player kind of guy. So that was a bummer, too, for sure. It just hasn't gone great so far this year, and maybe it's just a transition year. All I'm saying is let's maybe, let's maybe push the referee excuses to the side in the postgame 
from now on. Frankly, the only call that I really didn't like is when they called a flagrant foul on Sean East. This was when the game was well in hand, by the way, for the Illini in the second half. But for for Robbie Hummel, former Purdue guard who was on the call there on FS1, he called it a, quote, dangerous play by East. Are you kidding me on that? Dangerous? And he said, it's not a basketball play. I'm going, listen, you guys saw what happened there. First of all, incredible finish by the the Illini player, too. East definitely grabs the guy's right shoulder, right bicep, arm, whatever it might be, in an attempt to stop him from scoring the basketball. In what world is trying to, you're, if you're not trying, you're trying to stop a guy from scoring. Yes, that's a basketball play, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. Maybe this is just me getting, being an old man now in my 40s, but that's just a hard foul in my book. Certainly a foul, no doubt about that, and a great finish. But to call that a, oh, it's a dangerous play and not a basketball play, what in the world are you talking about? Let's not be complete cowards here. We're not talking about protecting guys from head injuries here. The point of sports is not to eliminate all risk, okay? We've completely lost our minds on flagrant fouls here a little bit, too. Now, on the positive side of things, once again, Sean East, in my opinion, continues to just play incredible first-team SEC kind of basketball so far. I mean, really, another 18 points, 8 of 17 from the floor. Unfortunately, he just didn't have enough help offensively, and while I focused a lot on the defense so far, there's no doubt that it's been too hard for Missouri to score recently as well, and unfortunately, it really seems like our best offensive and defensive lineups don't really mesh. But then again, what is our best offensive lineup right now? I'm not sure we've figured that out yet. And again, Missouri shooting, what did it shoot from the three-point line? Six of 27 at the end of the game. Clearly, that's never going to cut it. Dennis Gates is right about that, but especially for this team because really this team has no other offense. They don't really have a second option, and unfortunately, I think Nick Honor right now is a little bit emblematic of that problem because I think the scouting report is kind of out on Honor. If you just if you chase him off of the three-point line, well, scoring-wise, he doesn't have much of a counterpunch. There's a lot of numbers rolling around where near the rim, Honor shooting something like 37% from the field. Obviously, that's not going to cut it. A big part of that is he's a smaller guy. He's a below-the-rim player. Tough down there in the big trees, and it's not going to get any easier as we get into SEC play. No doubt about that. And coming up, we did have some good news breaking yesterday on the football field. It's almost as though the Missouri program was waiting for me to post my podcast so it would not be timely anymore. Doggone it. You you son of a guns, you, you tricksters. But no, seriously, we got to talk about some really good news for the Missouri football program here. Coming up in just a little bit, but first let me tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather outside gets frightful, well, the NFL offers stay delightful over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use with all the options for betting in the world from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. 
you got to visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and kick off the NFL season in style. By the way, the Tigers now underdogs in the Cotton Bowl by a point and a half. So some pretty significant line movement over just the past 24 hours or so. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Well, I'm not entirely sure what the holdup was, but officially now Blake Baker and Kirby Moore have signed contract extensions. They will be back at Missouri next season, which at this point is not a big surprise at all. Just to me, a little bit surprising that it took this long to announce it. And well, Eli Drinkwood seemed a little bit shaky on the whole thing for a second. At the same time, as I said on yesterday's program, I don't know where they'd go. Where are they going to be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator that's better than Missouri right now, to be honest. Missouri, if you're in if you're in contention for the playoff, is Missouri certainly is a legit contender for that in 2024. Where, where are you going to go? You going to go be a head coach somewhere? Absolutely. But again, at this point in the process, what jobs are available? All the good jobs have been taken. Texas A&M, they got their guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So not a surprise, but obviously great news for Missouri. Kirby Moore did an excellent job this season. No doubt that Eli Drinkwitz made the right decision, not only just to hire Kirby Moore, but just to get an offensive coordinator in general. So obviously looking forward to more football here in a few months. But you know what? There was one positive, a few positives, of course. Again, I pointed out Sean East played well once again for the Tigers, continuing what's been an excellent campaign for him so far. But you know what? Trent Pierce starting the ball game, that was more or less something that I'd suggested recently. Not necessarily starting him, but certainly giving that young man more minutes, I think, is a must from here on out. And while his numbers weren't eye-popping by any stretch of the imagination, he did score 12 points in 20 minutes hit one of his four three-pointers. I thought the misses were all good shots, too, and and didn't look too far off the mark. And once again, Pierce, with his size at about 6'10", definitely does make an impact defensively. I'm not saying he was perfect defensively by any means. He's a true freshman. You know, like a lot of Missouri's guys, I think we just have a tendency to overhelp right now. And that's that's kind of bugging me a little bit, for sure. It's one of those things... It was definitely a, a bugaboo of mine for many years is I, I've always thought that in college basketball, teams overhelp when the ball goes into the post. In other words, a guy catches the ball in the low post. Well, too often, a guy who's guarding a wing player will double down on him only to leave his guy open for a wide open three-pointer. So what exactly, what do we do in there positive defensively? Well, now what Missouri does, because the ball doesn't go into the post very often these days in college basketball, so you don't have that, but what you do have is just, again, overhelping, not only from that strong side corner, but just, to me, just time and time again, Missouri is just too aggressive with the help. We just need to stay at home a little bit more on shooters, make guys actually make plays off the dribble, finish at the rim. If your guy gets beat off the dribble by a half a step or something, you don't have to feel the need to immediately abandon your man. Again, unless you're in a good position to help, let's not overthink it, overdo it. And again, if there's a fifth guy on the court for the opposition who you're not worried about scoring, that's another thing. But too often to me, especially against a team 
like Illinois, Missouri helping way, way, way too much. That Illinois team, again, give give the Illini a ton of credit too because they looked like a really, really tough team to beat yesterday. What, what, what were they ranked coming into the game? Like 12th, something like that, I believe. Sorry, let me pull up. Yeah, 13th, the Illini were ranked in the AP poll. I think they're better than that, quite honestly, after watching them yesterday. So as much as I gave the Tigers a lot of guff during this recap episode here, I want to be sure to give the Illini a lot of credit, too. And if they're, if they're a top one or two seed in the tournament, Come March, this podcaster won't be surprised whatsoever, and I might have them going a ways. They've got some really impressive they got a really impressive collection of guys right now that seems to fit what Brad Underwood likes to do. He was a confident, confident sounding coach after that basketball game. But you know what? Thank you all so much for placing your confidence in me today to talk you through that. Kind of brutal bragging rights game, let's be honest. That was not how I wanted to start off my holiday season, but what the heck, we got a nice possibly 60-degree day here in mid-Missouri. I'm going to go out and enjoy my holiday, and I hope you do too. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Happy holidays no matter what you celebrate. I'm John Miller, and by the way, I'll see you all on Tuesday. already pre-recorded a special crossover edition of the show. Really, really fun conversation with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. We had a great time and a really good conversation, so you'll be seeing that one on Tuesday, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks as always for listening. And really, it just, it means the world to me that you guys listen to this show. It really does. So if you enjoy it, tell a friend. I really appreciate it. That'll be your gift to me on this holiday season. Appreciate you all so much. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Mizzou.